Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola from clevergirlfinance.com, and today I'm back with a brand new episode. I know it's been a couple of weeks since my last podcast, but I've been busy with travel, but I'm back now. And today we're going to be talking about the different account types you should have and where you should put them. So these account types that I'm going to talk about are really just a baseline, um, my suggestions of what you should have, where you should put them. But ideally, you want to make sure that you create a setup of accounts that works for you, basically. Okay, so the first account I'm going to talk about is your checking account. And this is a standard account. Most people have a checking account. And this is the account that you would use to get your paycheck put into by your employer if you are employed. Or if you get a physical check, this is the account that you would deposit that check into. If you are self-employed, this is the account that you would pay yourself a salary into. And this is also the account that you would use to pay your bills. So for instance, your utilities, your mortgage, your student loan payments, your credit card payments, they would come out of your checking account. Also, this is the account that you would use for your day-to-day transactions. So things like going out to eat, um, buying gas, etc. they would come out of this account. So this is an account, your checking account is an account that typically has a lot of transactional activities going through. And it's okay to have more than one checking account. So for example, some people want to have a checking account that they only use to pay their bills and nothing else. And then they want to have another separate checking account that they use for their day-to-day transactions. So whether you have one checking account or multiple checking accounts, you just want to make sure that you set things up in a system that works for you and you're able to balance having multiple accounts. Your checking account is also a great way to track your spending and just see the trends with how you spend and what habits you have by looking at your bank statements and the historics of your account. It'll give you some insights as to what you're doing doing with your money and where your money is going. One thing to keep in mind around your checking account is that you want to make sure that you are not paying any monthly fees. So many banks offer fee-free checking accounts that in today's world, it doesn't make any sense to be paying fees. So if you are currently paying monthly fees for your checking account, you definitely want to shop around. Credit unions typically offer free checking and most banks will offer free checking, uh, free free checking meaning uh, no monthly fees. They'll offer you free checking if you have direct deposit. So you definitely want to look into that if you are currently paying fees on your checking account. The next account type you should definitely have would be the savings account. And you will need to have multiple savings accounts, which you can break out into the following. So the first savings account you want to have is your emergency fund. And this is the fund or the account that you will use to cover unplanned life circumstances, emergencies that may come up. So your car breaks down, you need to buy an emergency plane ticket, you lose your job. This is the account that's going to act as your buffer and it will help you avoid having to leverage debt to bill yourself out of the situation. And ideally, your emergency fund should have three to six months of your basic living expenses. And you want to put it somewhere that is 
easily accessible, but not super convenient. So if you're one of those people that just struggles with discipline when it comes to taking money out of savings, then it may not be a good idea to have your emergency fund in the same bank as your checking account. Instead, you can put your emergency savings in a different a different bank with no checks and um, no debit card. And if something does come up, a true emergency, a true unplanned circumstance that you need to cover, then you can head over to that bank and get the money to help you deal with that situation. The next savings account type that you would need would be an account to save for a goal that you have that's coming up in less than five years. And this can be one account or it can be multiple accounts. So think of things like saving for travel every year. If you're one of those people that loves to travel, then you can open a savings account where you put money in towards saving for travel. If you're trying to buy a house within five years, then it's a great idea to open a separate account to save money for that down payment you're going to need in order to be able to purchase your house, in order to be able to make the move, furnish your house, etc. So basically, if you have goals, uh, things you want to accomplish that you're going to need a good amount of money for in less than five years, then you want to open a separate bank account, a separate savings account for each one of those goals. If you're saving for a goal that you're going to want to accomplish or that you plan to accomplish in more than five years, let's say 10 years from now, 15 years from now, then it's not a good idea to keep that money in a regular savings account. And that's really because of the effects of inflation. So over time, inflation eats away at you, at the value of your money. So the current inflation rate in the U.S. is about 2 to 3%. And if you were to look at the average interest rates on savings accounts, even the so-called high interest rate savings accounts, they are very low. They're much lower than 2 to 3%. They're around 1% or even less. And so over time, that interest rate on your savings account is not going to be able to cover um, inflation. And so you don't want to keep the money that you're not going to need within five years in a savings account. Otherwise, it's going to start to lose value. You want to invest that money. And investing your money over the long term gives your money an opportunity to grow and compound on a much greater scale than it would if if it was sitting in a regular savings account. But in order for your money to grow when it comes to investing, you have to give it time because investing only really works over the long term. And that's because, you know, economies are cyclical, the stock market is cyclical, real estate, business, all those avenues to invest, they're all cyclical. And so you need to give your money time to go through the ups and also the downs and be able to average out. And the average is really where the growth is. So for example, let's say you put $1,000 into the stock market today and three or four years from now, there is a recession, then there is a really, really high potential that that initial investment you put in of $1,000 could lose some value. However, if you leave it in there, it has time to weather the storm. It has time to um, benefit from the next uptick on the market. And when you average it out, you will start to see the growth. However, if you need that money at the time of that recession, then you end up being stuck. That is why investing is not for the short term. If you are considering investing, you want to invest for the long term so that your money can weather storms and over time as it averages out through the storms or the declines and the upticks and you know whatever way you invest you are able to realize your benefits or your gains basically <laughs> 
So the two savings account types you need are number one, the emergency fund, an e-fund, a backup fund, whatever you want to call it. And number two, uh, savings accounts for goals that you are trying to accomplish in less than five years. Those are the types of savings accounts you want to have. The next account type is your retirement investing account. This is how you save for the long term. This is how you save for your future self. This is how you save to live out that dream life you imagine yourself having after you retire. And so you definitely want to have a retirement account and you do not have to be employed to have a retirement account. So you can either have a retirement account through your employer. So the 401k, the 403b employer offered IRAs, or you can set up your own individual retirement savings account. So you can do this through a brokerage. So your traditional IRA or your Roth IRA, or you can have a combination of both a retirement um, investment account through your employer and your own self-created um, retirement savings through a brokerage firm. So examples of brokerage firms that can help you set up these retirement accounts or even non-retirement investment accounts are companies like Fidelity and Vanguard. And basically what they will help you do is um, help you put your money into investment avenues that you choose. So individual stocks, mutual funds, index funds, um, your brokerage account or your brokerage company will help you make those transactions. And Vanguard and Fidelity are just a couple of examples. There, there are a bunch of brokerage firms out there. I like Vanguard and Fidelity because I've used them. This is not a promotion for, for them, but you definitely want to do your research on brokerage firms, look at, look at their reviews, ask people who have used them, and just get a sense for their customer service because customer service is really, really important. And not just customer service, but also how expensive they are to use, how expensive they are to invest with, what fees they charge, because those fees over time can add up to a lot of money. So the most important thing you want to research on is the fees and then next the customer service. The next account type you want to consider after you have your retirement savings in place is your non-retirement investing accounts. And the reason why you want to have this type of account is because it's just really an additional opportunity for you to invest more money and it gives more of your more of your money an opportunity to grow over the long term. And non-retirement investment accounts differ from retirement accounts in the sense that you can take your money out of your non-retirement accounts without penalty before your retirement date and you will only pay the taxes on your earnings because when you invest in a non-retirement account, you are, or you are investing with money that has already been taxed. So you've already paid tax on this money. And with your non-retirement accounts, you can invest in pretty much whatever you want to invest in when it comes to the stock market. So when it comes to employer-sponsored retirement accounts, a lot of times you are limited to specific offerings of what you can invest in. If you have your own individual independent um, IRAs retirement account set up, then you can also invest in whatever you want to. And that same thing applies to your non-retirement accounts. So non-retirement investing is another way to invest more of your money. However, you will not get the tax benefit, um, the tax benefits that, that exist with your traditional Traditional IRAs or your employer-sponsored IRAs, and this is where your money has the opportunity to grow tax-free or tax-deferred when you invest in a non-retirement um, 
investment account, you are investing with money that you have already paid taxes on. And then whatever earnings that money makes for you, then you would have to pay the taxes on that money. However, when you invest in a retirement account, uh, specifically the traditional IRA or 401k or 403b, you are investing before you get taxed. So your money has, more of your money has an opportunity to grow tax deferred. And then you would only pay the taxes at the point of retirement when you start to make withdrawals. The last account type you want to consider having is if you have children, and this would be college savings or five to nine B savings, or just even an account that you save money towards things that are coming up for your kids. So travel, school expenses, things like that. And this just allows you to have a plan to be able to pay for or afford those things that your children are going to need. So the five to nine B is specifically a college savings account. And this is also a type of investment account where you can put money aside between um, now and when your child reaches college age that can be applied to their tuition. And then you can also set up your own individual savings account for your child to put money for their upcoming needs uh, in the short term. Okay, so I'm just going to do a quick recap of all of the accounts I talked about. Number one is the checking account. This is your standard account for your day-to-day -day transactions and for your bills. You definitely want to have one. Most people have one. This is your baseline foundational account, I guess. Um, the next account type is your savings account, and you can break this out into your emergency fund and then accounts for individual goals that you have that you're going to try to accomplish in less than five years. Next is your retirement savings account and you can either set this up your retirement investment account you can either set this up through your employer if you're employed or you can set up your own independent retirement savings and um, it's a great idea to have a combination of both. And the main benefit of having retirement savings is really the tax benefit. So if you are investing in a 401k or 403b or a traditional IRA, then you have the tax deferred benefit. And if you're investing in a Roth IRA, then you have um, the benefit of paying taxes now and not paying taxes in the future. So that's really why you want to um, leverage retirement, specifically retirement investment accounts because of those benefits. They give you an opportunity to save more money. The next account type is your non-retirement investing. This is investing that you would do after taxes have been paid. However, it is another opportunity to just save more money. That's really what it is. It's not another opportunity for your money to grow and to compound. And the more you can invest over, over time, the more money you're going to have in your nest egg. And finally, saving for your kids. So an account or accounts to save for your children, the five to nine B, which is a college savings plan, or um, having individual accounts for certain goals that you are trying to, um, cer certain goals or expenses that you know will be coming up for your children. So those are the account types and an idea of where you should keep them. However, when you structure out your account type setting or you know you plan out the accounts you should have, you just, you just want to make sure that you don't overwhelm yourself with too many. And at the same time, you want to make sure that you're able to manage them all in a system that will work for you. And so a good idea is to automate your deposits. Automate your deposits to saving, to your e-fund, to your retirement accounts. Automation is just going to make the entire process so much easier.
are. So that's everything I wanted to talk about today. If you like what you are hearing, be sure to subscribe and please, please tell a friend and also head over to my website, clevergirlfinance.com and subscribe there. And don't forget to check out my six month accountability program. If you are looking for accountability when it comes to your personal finances, and you can learn more about that at clevergirlfinanceacademy.com. I will put the links to my website and also to the Academy in the show notes so you can access them that way. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll be back again with a new topic soon. We'll talk later. Bye.